Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Dynamo Abroad podcast. Um, Alex, unfortunately, is not with us today. He is MIA, so I have been <laughs> thrust into the uh, the hosting responsibilities today. Um, I will be your host, Eric, navigating us through the treacherous waters of a pretty miserable Dynamo season so far. And with me to take shots of Horioka as we commiserate <laughs> together is uh, Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, really. If you think about everything apart from the obvious and the normal, uh, apart from that, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, well, I guess we can start off with a bit of good news, which is probably going to be the only good news that we discuss on this episode today, which is the normal legend uh, Ole Blochim, uh turned 70 and... Um, I don't know. I put out a tweet about how it's a reminder of how far Dynamo have fallen, which the thought of a Ballon d'Or winning player on Dynamo right now is just yeah, kind of unfathomable. Imagine that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but obviously wishing him all the best, one of the most legendary Dynamo players, and as some will remember, one of the most legendary uh, players and also managers for Dynamo. I mean, who, who could <laughs> well, forget? Well, he still wouldn't be worse than what's going on now, really, would he? True. That is true. That is true. I mean, who could ever forget? Come on, play. Probably yeah, exactly. the most with, with genius tactics like that, with top top quality man management, you know, like that. You know, I think would be much better off. But yeah, yeah. It. Um, I remember the first time that I watched him play. I think I was right around your age, Dima. I was like twelve, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It was magical. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, he's like probably, probably like his weak foot is stronger than like probably most of our squad, if not all of our squad, put together right now. If we're being honest. Yeah, I think if we put him out there as our uh, as our number nine, I, I feel like he'd probably be more effective than most of our. Uh, in most of our current squad. Yeah, unfortunately, um, his number 11's been assigned to Vanad, but, you know, maybe number 86, you know, to commemorate the the Dinamo, That would be uh, fitting. European uh, European Cup win. Uh, you know, number 86, it's always a good number. It's a great uh, number. <laughs> it's a great number. <laughs> only, only beasts wear 86. Um, uh but uh, yeah, okay. So actually, that brings up a good point. Speaking of Vanat, um, we can mention the league match against uh, Krivbas from about a, I think it was a week ago or so. And I don't know. For me, that was probably one of the best I've ever seen Vanat play. Yeah, definitely. I thought that was I a thought... solid, solid performance overall. Even if you don't, if you even if you forget the goal scored, um, I thought he was quite good. He linked up well. Um, but the goal scored. I mean. I don't want to. I don't want to hype a player up for for one goal, right? And against you know, especially against Krivbas, but I don't think I've seen a like a goal of that quality scored by Dynamo forward for a, a while now. I mean, again, I don't want to hype him up because it's, it's one goal in one game, and we're still you know we're still in the bottom half of the table. But Bisidin wouldn't be able to do that, which you know, kind of raises the question of you know. Why has he been playing? You know, has has Vanat been that poor and has Bisidin been that good in training? Because, you know, I doubt that. <clears throat> I doubt that. Um, 
but yeah, about the Kribas game, I I thought um we did concede a goal. Of course, we conceded a goal. Um, more you know, I mean, it was pretty pretty poor. It's quite an e- again, it, it's such an easy goal. It's so easy. I mean, Nasheret K. It's like a cross comes in. Karavayev completely loses. I don't remember who it was, but it was their player who was on the right wing at that time. Completely loses him, plays the, um, plays a cross, um, and you know central defenders, Dimchuk get nowhere near it. Easy goal, you know. Yeah, and you had, which is I think Zabotny at the back post lost it. Had no idea where his man was who tapped it. Yeah, in as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, then you know, I wish I could say that was. You know the 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 first instance of Zabarni, you know Zabarni's question being questionable, but um, you know you you really can't say that. Um, again, uh, like we said, good good goal by Vanat, smart play by Vanat actually for the for the third goal. Um, oh, on the I, dummy run, yes, when he left yeah. it for Bujarski, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. I thought that was. I thought that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two goals from Bujalski. And this is, you know, this is just kind of solidifying my opinion that Bujalski is just, you know, the perfect UPL player, you know? I wonder, I wonder who said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but no, but it's, you know, it's true. You know, he runs these sides ragged, you know, these, you yeah. know, Kribas, you know, well, you know, the, you know, the likes, probably most teams in the league. Um, yeah. With the exception of you know a few of the a few of the better ones, um, but yeah, more goals for for him. Um, again, I thought you know, Kabayev. I thought you know again very poor. You know, Paris came on. Um, I thought he did more in about five minutes, and Kabayev managed in sixty five. Mm-hmm. And again, this raises the question: you know, why is this? Why is he starting? Because since since signing, I, was that like close to like the very start of the season? Because I think after Virbic left, I think then we signed Kabayev. I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah, and right. since then, I mean, he's what has he done? No Nothing. goals, no no assists. Hasn't played well in my, you know, well, he, he not in my opinion, he just hasn't played well. Um, but yeah, um, and I mean, a few of the a few of the subs that came on, uh, namely Paris. And and Lonvek as well. I want to mention Lonvek as well. You know, he was actually trying to do something with the ball, you know, not just, you know, backwards, sideways, backwards to the defense, you know, sideways to Shepilev, you know, something like that. He tried to actually run run with the ball, you know, put the ball in dangerous areas. Um, think think he took a few shots as well, which you know could have gone in. Um or maybe I'm thinking of a different game with a shot. I think it was Vorsklov, the one where he took a few good shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, overall, you know, and this, you know, more, more questions, you know, I've, I've really got more questions, a lot more questions and answers to, to put it that way. Um, you know, these players, they they come on, they do a good job, they play good football, and then the next game, nowhere to be, well, they're on the bench, but, you know, nowhere to be seen until like the, you know, the late second half, which, you know, it really makes no sense. Like, is there really, is there really a need to play the exact same system, the exact same players every single game, even even against teams like this? Um, but 
in the second half, I thought it was a good performance. But again, I mean, you know, it's kind of us who, despite, you know, they have Vernadol, who was you know, on paper, you know, before the season, people were saying, oh, this is one of the best managers in the league. Um, but, you know, you know, to put it nicely, it hasn't really happened. Right. Um, um, <clears throat> in, in the league uh, this year. Um, but yeah, that's about all we can say for, you know, about Krivbas, uh, I mean, three points, pretty, you know, you know, wouldn't be the first time we've dropped points against this side, but, you know, would be pretty concerning if we didn't get the three points. But, um, yeah, the next game, Fenerbahce, and uh, I mean, I can, unless I, I, I guess I'll let you go into that one a little bit. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say on this one. It was a very poor performance, I think. Yeah. Um you know, when you talk about rotating the squad and playing the same lineup pretty much day in and day out, if there was ever a case for that, I feel like it would be for this match because we're already out. We're not advancing in Europe. And if anything, like, let's conserve. I'm not saying that you just throw the game and don't care, but rotate the squad, give some, yes. give some of the starters a rest because the only thing that we're going to have to focus on now is the league, and that's what we should be focusing on because – as we were talking before the podcast about the current league standings where Dinamo, don't get me wrong, we still have a few games to make up. But that aside, bottom half of the table is unacceptable for this club. And so, yeah. you know, it, like I said, I think that this was a match where we should have rotated and where we should have given players who haven't really played, let them go out and, and let them have a runabout because this game was meaningless. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I know that we have... Um, I mean, Alexandria coming up will be a tough test as they're currently in fourth. But um, we have Trodna uh, Moritz coming up this week or tomorrow, I should say, who are bottom of the uh, – I believe they're bottom of the table right now. I, th I don't think they've won a match yet, mm. um, which should be a win for us. But still, I mean, rest some starters for it. But anyway, um, yeah, just not, not a very good match. Um, I thought – I don't know why Vanat got played out on the on the left wing. Um, yeah, well, that's sorry, that's bad enough. But when you when you actually put it into perspective and realize that it's actually to accommodate Bisedin, I mean that becomes even worse. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah, I just like I said, if if there was ever a time to rotate the squad, experiment, try something yes. like new, like just like again, this match is meaningless. Still go out with a game plan, play to win, but ultimately, if you lose, like you lose, that it this match doesn't mean anything. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Zabarni was poor, and he, I, I don't know, this season he hasn't been that. I mean, look, the whole squad is again been that great this poor season. Again. Yeah, it's not just him, but he, he's been poor so far this season. I mean, kind of like we were just talking about, losing his man at the back post against Krivbas, um, two stupid fouls in uh, the match against Fenerbahce and then getting sent off. And I know you tweeted something out about being offered $25 million for him or yeah. somewhere around there over the summer, which we didn't I accept. mean, this is the fifth time I've had to tweet that out, and that kind of goes to show, doesn't it? Agreed. No, clearly, agreed. it's very, very clearly the wrong decision altogether. Very clearly, you know, completely, you know, completely the wrong decision. I mean, if yeah, if and, we, and... if we, in 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 the unlikely case, if we ever get offered even like close to twenty five million for him again, you know, snap snap their hand off, you know. 
and take but, it. You know, you the know? only thing then becomes like who who does he get replaced with? I mean, I guess yeah, we've but got... the, yeah, but for twenty five million, surely you can surely you don't have to spend all of it, but surely you can you can at least buy someone. You know, I bet you know someone from like Croatia or some 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 country like that or. Chemberko, for example, you know, or Chemberko, sorry, you know, I bet you he, I'm surely he'd be willing to come to Dynamo even now, surely. No, I that's think a fair point. I, I think just don't know. Now. I just don't have the confidence of that money being used effectively. Yeah, but I'm not saying, I'm not saying it would, and I'm not saying, you know, oh, it has to be that player, but I'm just saying it's possible, you know. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, yeah. the Barne, I mean, he's a good talent, but he's not, you know, He's not that he's, good. He doesn't carry us. We don't. He's he's him. he's very young still. Keep in mind, he's 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 what nineteen. Yeah. Of course, he's very young. I'm not excusing his mistakes, but he's he's very young and he has a lot to learn. And I just will continue to reiterate the fact that there are people that wanted him to go to England, and I'm just like, I mean, I like I said, I won't go down that rabbit hole again. But like he he's just he's not he's clearly not ready. He still needs to be more consistent in the Ukrainian Premier League alone. Um, as well as in you know facing teams like the the teams that were in our Europa League group, which no offense to them are not top talent sides. Um, but yeah, he was poor. Um, I think it was Vanat's man who he was marking off of a corner who headed in the second goal. Yeah, another um, another. That's another set piece. That's another corner. Yeah. I mean, how many oh, corners that this season? The, the first goal, Bushan. Um, what was he doing? What like, was that? What, what he always does, rushing out is awful into no man's land. No need to come out there. Completely misses the ball and pretty much punches uh, Popov's head, <laughs> and then and then Fenerbahce just volleys it in because the keeper's on the ground with Popov, and and that means no need to come out for that. No need to come out for that. It's actually quite funny thinking about it, but I mean. If I remember correctly, Zabarni, uh, sorry, Popov won that header anyway, didn't he? I think he had that. He title, did. He? he did win the header. There was no, there was, there was, you know, zero. And I've been saying this, you know, I've been saying this, you know, Nesheret, I'm not saying he was, I'm not saying he was brilliant. I'm not, well, he was, I don't think he had a, a lot of chances with a lot of the goals. But why did, why did Bushan just walk into this game? You know? Yep. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I mean, that, and especially, that, and especially, like you said, in a completely meaningless game. I mean, if we exactly. if we win this game, where we we finish bottom. If we lose this game, we finish bottom. So w- why not? You know, yep. why not yep. just put these players out? You know, put some of these players out. And again, I mean, Tsukhankov, I, I you know, it's just just so poor. You know, for that for that second goal, he he loses the ball and just kind of jogs after it. You know. I'm not saying he doesn't have to be covered by players, but it's just it's just so poor, you know, on the ball, he, in possession, just zero threat at all from him. I think it's also worth mentioning that he missed his penalty against Kribas. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Oh, he was very poor that game. I thought I thought all the forwards that game were actually quite good, apart from Tsukhankov. I forgot about that. Yep. Um. Yeah, but if honestly, if, even if I'm even if I'm the left back of Chornomore, so I have no idea who it is, but I I wouldn't especially be very nervous to go up against Tihankov at this point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. don't get me wrong, we didn't lose because of him, but I mean he's not really helping, um, to put it slightly. Um 
but yeah, again, and and the other thing I want to mention again, the, like the the old classic, you know, discussion point of the last you know nearly three years we've been running this substitutions, you know, every time the exact same forty sixth minute Kabayev and Harmash. I mean Harmash, okay, fair enough. At least he can, you know. At least you can sometimes get goals, you know, like like he did against Ladner Koke. Okay, okay. But yeah. what is Kabayev like? On what on what ground? Like, what is making him so confident that Kabayev is going to come off the bench and produce anything, let alone anything meaningful? I agree. You no. Know? Um. Again, Karavayev. I mean, Sirota. You know, what are these? What are these players going to? What are these players going to change? You know. Dialog did come on. I thought he looked, you know, and he had that overhead kick, which I mean, it wasn't brilliant, but it was something new. You know, it didn't come off, but it was something new. Yeah, you know, you'd never see that from you'd never see that from the other substitutes, or you know, or Bisedin or Kabayev or Sahankov or basically anyone. But <clears throat> you know, but it was you know as always, it's you know it's too little, too late. I mean, eighty sixth minute. What's what's it gonna you know? What good is that? So, I mean, yeah, and that performance, I, I mean, Fenerbahce fans, I mean, if I if I was, God forbid, a Fenerbahce fan, I think I'd be quite disappointed it was only 2-0, to be honest. That's fair. You know? Um, you know, what more can I say? But, you know, this, you know, this, this European campaign, um, you know, it's bad as I've ever seen, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, and we'll go into more detail when we do our next recording. Probably, I would imagine yeah. next weekend, and I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk just, more about it. But yeah, just just to like finish up on that. I mean, even if it was Coros, like with this, with one point in the group stage team, which has Fenerbahce, Ren, and Ayek, would that even be acceptable? Like, a, maybe not Coros, because I just said them because they were in the in, the, um, in Europe a few years ago. But even like. Alexandria or a team like that would that we would that even be acceptable for them? Because I don't think so. No, you know, let alone let alone for us. Um, but yeah, you know, v- very poor overall, very poor. Um, and that's you know, that's probably as much as we can say about the topic. You know, before before last before next week. Yeah, I agree. So Dinamo finishes uh, winless in their Europa League group and are now out of Europe. So thankfully, uh, and again, something we were talking about before, I just don't think this squad is built to go anywhere in Europe in any of the three European competitions, whether that's Champions League, Europa League, or even the Conference League. Yeah, so well, probably... go ahead. the writing's been on the wall for a, for a few years now, hasn't it, really? Yeah. Fighting this squad. Um, Agreed. I, I mean, I understand. I understand that you know the war and some players left, but it wasn't like they were such important players. Um, that's, I'm sorry, I, but that's that's not an excuse, and I, no, I hate and I hate not. to say it, but look at what Shakhtar are doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, precisely. I mean, yes, they they didn't make it to the next round of Champions League, but could you imagine us coming even third in the Champions League group? No, no. not a chance. We probably get zero points, to be honest. Let alone. Let alone one. Um, I mean, we were very lucky the year that we were in a group with uh, Fedenchvados to finish, and we still third. we still nearly messed that up, didn't we? Exactly, we, still, we were you know, very barely, lucky to finish third. We barely finished third. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean overall, I think I think Luchescu's had like what like he's only had the one group stage win, hasn't he? And that was it against Berencvaros at home. I can't think uh, of any others. Yes. I, I can't think of any others. What about wait, you are you talking of you're talking about in the group stages? Group stage, group stage. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because um, obviously Brugge was that was the first knockout round, correct? That was actually Europa pretty, League. pretty. That's actually a pretty good result. When that you was a very, but it was a very good result. But I, for I, I couldn't. That wasn't the group stages, though. That was no. You can't count that. No first knockout round. Um, but yeah, I think you're correct. It would have just been Ferencváros was the only win. And I mean, if you don't win against Ferencváros at home, well, that's uh, I mean, we, we, which we nearly didn't, by the way. That's you know, it's a real problem, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know how the manager survives this. If I'm honest, well, and I, look, I agree, and we've talked about this for a while when it comes to um managerial changes at Dynamo, obviously, specifically about uh Luchescu. As we continue to reiterate, it's part of a larger problem with the owner. Oh, absolutely, club, yeah. but at yeah. the same time. I don't think the manager's up to it anymore. No, I don't think so either. I mean, to I me, think... it's just to me, it's looking like he's just he just you know doesn't care at all. To be honest with you, like you know, lose it, lose 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 like lose all these games, and after after the like after the game, all you hear are just a bunch of excuses. You know, no apologies, no no you know accepting, um, you know, accepting his own fault, just a bunch of excuses like, oh, the you know, the team's tired, you know, the ball wasn't round enough, the grass is too, you know, you know, all this kind of all this kind of rubbish. Um but yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> well, the reason he's not been sacked yet is because Surkis doesn't Surkis doesn't have the money. Um and I think, you know, I think it's it goes to show a lot that, you know, he won't just step down and resign. Um but yeah, of course, of course, there is you know, of course, there's there's bigger issues um, than Luchesco, but I just don't think this is acceptable anymore. You know, the you know, no new ideas. You know, exact same players week in week out, exact same subs. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I've been saying this since pretty much since last season. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, I just think that yeah. In terms of the money spent and things like that, I agree. Obviously, a lot of this stems from Surkis. But regardless, this squad right now should be challenging for the UPL title every year, period. And this squad right now, again, I'm not saying that this is a great Dinamo side, but it's a side that should be good enough to be challenging for the title and should be right around the top four right now at bare minimum. So now I think we've gotten to the point where, again, I know that we're – there's a few matches that other teams have in hand that we need to make up, but some of these results in the league have just been unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting beat 3-0 by Dnipro then, um, was it 3-2 to to Zoria? Or am I thinking yeah, of another I one? I think it was, yeah. 3-2 to to Zoria, and then like beating teams, you know, 1-0. I mean, the Krivbas game was kind of one of the first games where I was like, okay, this actually looks like you know, a team that can perform well in the league. But like I said, those performances haven't been there. Substitutions, to your point, it's just been a mess. And to me, that's on the manager. That's 100% on on the manager. So, 
yeah, I'm in agreement with you there. But um, yeah, so like I said, out of Europe, um, but we'll cover that more next week. Good three one uh, win against a three to one win against Kribas, and then looking to the week ahead, we have Chordna Moritz tomorrow. Bottom of the table, yeah. Chordna Moritz, which should be a Dynamo win, followed by a tough test on when do when do we play Alexandria? I think it's on. Um... I think it's on Thursday the tenth. I'm pretty sure. Yes, yes, that's right. It's Thursday the tenth. Um, which, I mean, I I know they're I know they're top. I I know they're fourth, but, I mean, once again, you can't you can't tell me that we 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 shouldn't be beating, uh, Alexandria. You can't you can't seriously say that to me, um. But oh wow, Chernomoritz have still got Rivorchuk. I, I can I somehow completely forgot about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a different story with them. To be fair, yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess predictions for the next two matches. Chornomoris, I feel like it's going to be a 2 0 win. Okay. I mean, for, for the Alexandria, I'm not, you know, I'm not just being, I don't want to be just blindly optimistic. Not that there's anything to be optimistic about, you know. Uh, season's pretty much a write off as it is. It'd take a big miracle for us to win the league. Um, the kind of miracle doesn't really ha- happen. Um, but, it's at it's at home. There's no fans, obviously, but it's at home. So I'd have to say probably like two one or three one. But if we lose or draw, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised by that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking. Yeah, Jordan Moritz. I'm thinking two nil or three nil. Yeah. Namo win, and then I don't Probably know because they've been so poor in the league. Yeah. Alexandria is going to be a tricky one. I'm not really sure how I feel about that one. Like I said, given me, our... I mean, to me, I'm just going to have, a, I'm just going to have a quickly a look at Alexandria. I mean, but from you know, from my understanding, I mean, this. Oh, they have Voloshin as well. I forgot about that completely. But I mean, they've still actually. Then they've not got their team's not actually that bad, you know. It's not too bad. They've got like Kalitvinsev, Rebalka. Jesus, this is like this is like Dynamo reject. Exactly. FC, but they've got Surikov, Rebalka, Kalitvinsev, Shulyansky. Um, and then on the bench they've got Voloshin. Um, yeah, actually, they're, they're not too bad. Of, I mean, I'm kind of interested to see how this will. See how this will end. I mean, I hope we beat them, but actually, their team's not not too bad. I think it's certainly. I think this is actually a better team than we've seen from them in a in a few years. Well, was it was it last season in one of our matches where um they uh we Rybalka gave up a penalty in like stoppage time and we ended up winning oh, one yes. Oh yes, Jesus, I remember that. That was um, a, that was that was a that was a nervy match. 
Yeah, that was like one. I think that was like one of the first, one of the very first games of last season, if, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I couldn't Pretty remember much. when it. I couldn't remember when it was in the season, but I do vividly remember like. Yeah, no, I, I think I it was remember it was like 88, 89th or stoppage time, and the Rebal- agent R- Rebalka gave up a. Uh, Jesus! A well, no, it was literally it was literally in the 90, 97th minute. Okay. Yeah. Um. So That's yeah, right. that was a very. I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that was a completely fair game, to be honest. Um, in terms of yeah, refereeing, because yeah. 97th minute. I'm sorry, that's a bit fishy to me. Um, you know, just a random penalty. Um, but well, that's that's done now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, should be a good test, to be honest. I mean, I'm just, yeah. I'm just hoping that we don't actually see bloody. Kabayev and Bisedin and all this, all this rubbish, you know. Like that's... Yeah, unfor- unfortunately, I think we will. But yeah, um, yeah. But, if, if uh... I had to, if I had to, if it was up to me, I definitely, I definitely like to see Lonvik, Harris, Diallo, Vanat. Um. Probably, I'd like to see Nesharet as well, and the rest. Don't really care about, but those are the five players I'd quite like to see. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would agree with that. The rest of the squad is, you know, it's all round about this, round about the same anyway. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, all right. Well, outside of that, I'm trying to think. Like I said, we'll do our Europa League post mortem next week. Hopefully, can grab two wins against against uh, against uh, and then a very Tough test against top four Alexandria, which will hopefully get us. Imagine hearing, imagine hearing that like ten years ago. Tough test against Alexandria. And, well, it's, I know it's it's the sad truth though. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Uh, come on, arguing, but it's just funny. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so like I said, thankfully we are out of Europe, although we bowed out pretty disgracefully. Um, but uh, Very. Yeah, the only thing we can hope for is to start gaining some momentum in the league and get back towards the top of the table before the winter break. And then after the winter, winter break, thankfully, we'll have Shaparenko coming back, which will be a big boost. Um, oh, that's I. Yeah, you're right. I hope I hope yeah, like he won't have dropped off too much. You know, I mean, I think it'll take him a little bit to get back up to speed, but I don't think I don't see him as someone who's gonna. No, that's that's probably no, that's true. You come back and ghost for half the season. Whereas Popov, um, I was I was going to say this. Popov is someone that for me, you know, because of his injuries, I think he's unfortunately. I think those tolls have have, have really sorry that those injuries have really you know taken their toll. Yeah, him. yeah, um, put it that way. Unfortunately, um, which especially is a shame. As he's our best defender. I think he definitely. I think if he had no question, uh, what am I talking about? If he had no injuries, I think he'd definitely be our best defender right now. No question about it. But that's, you know, it's a big, big if. Um, and the same goes for Burda as well. Actually, about Burda, it, would he really be that much worse than like Sirota at this moment in time? The only concern that I would have for him is just getting really injured. But in terms of like a performance yeah. standpoint, no, he wouldn't be. I just I'm afraid of him going out there for five minutes and doing something, and then we got to sub him off. Yeah. That's you know that's you know a lot of this squad seems very injury prone to me, very injury prone. I don't know if it's because of them or if it's because of 
know, poor training, poor medical, physio, you know, all of that. Probably a bit of all, probably a bit of everything, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, unless you have anything else to add. No, that's it. Only other thing I have to add is I got football manager 23. So I started a save with Milan, but I just, there's something inside me that is just, Dinamo is calling my name, unfortunately, because I'm a <laughs> glutton for punishment. So I'll be oh, starting. That a, would be a big challenge. I'll be, I'll be starting a Dinamo save and I will be keeping everyone posted as to how I'm <laughs> doing. And if I am able to outperform what Luchescu is doing right now, which truthfully shouldn't be that hard, but... <laughs> no, that's not saying much, is it? Right, right. But outside of that, no. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us today on the Dinamo Abroad podcast. Um, Dima, any last words or letting people know where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me at 1927Dima on, on Twitter. Perfect. And then you can find me at Lubovic, um, your temporary host for today. Um, And from all of us at the Dynamo Abroad podcast, hope you all have a great weekend, a great week ahead. And Slava Ukraini. Mm, Good on Slava. And we'll see you next week.